Fairness is important. We all like fair play. From an early age, we are taught to play fairly, to share things, although we often don't. And even in adults' life, we rightly object when we see people who take advantage of financial systems to line their pockets with bonuses. Or simply drivers who pass us and then jump in front of us into the line of traffic. It isn't fair. Jesus told some surprising stories. Here's one where Jesus explains what fair play looks like in the kingdom of heaven. It's in Matthew chapter 20. God's kingdom is like a manager who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. They agreed on the wage of a dollar a day and went to work. Later, about nine o'clock, the manager saw some other men hanging around unemployed. He told them, go and work in my vineyard, I'll pay you a fair wage. So they went. He did the same thing at noon and again at three o'clock. Finally, at five o'clock, he found still other men just standing around. He said, why have you been standing around all day? And they said, because nobody hired us. So he told them, go and work in my vineyard. Now when the day's work was done, the owner of the vineyard said, call in the workers and pay them their wages. Start with the ones hired last. Those hired at five o'clock came up and were each given a dollar. When those who were hired first saw this, they assumed they would get far more. But they each got the same, one dollar. Taking the dollar, they complained. These last workers put in just one easy hour and you just made them equal to us. We slaved all day under the scorching sun. But the owner replied, friend, I haven't been unfair. We agreed on the wage of a dollar, didn't we? So take the dollar and go. I decided to give the one who came last the same as you. When we talk about God's grace, we mean his overwhelming kindness to his people who can do nothing to earn it. And this story makes the interesting point that not only is God's love, his grace, given freely, sometimes people who think they deserve more won't get any more. And the reason for this is that God is so generous with his grace, it's not actually fair. In fact, it's fundamentally unfair at least in human terms, and we benefit from that. You see, if God was fair in our terms, he would never have come to live among us as Jesus in the first place. If he was fair, he would have no reason for going to a cross and dying in excruciating pain for things that he didn't do. Why would he do that? On the other hand, if we demanded from God to give us everything we deserve, as the characters in the story did, give us what we deserve, they said. Well, that would be a foolish thing to ask for. If God did give you everything you totally deserve right now, what would that look like? Let's thank God today that he's not fair, or none of us would stand a chance. Now this idea of unfair, disproportionate grace is so important to God it occurs in many places in the Bible. So, for example, later in the New Testament, we see the story of the prodigal son, a very famous story of a boy, the younger of two brothers, who takes his father's wealth and goes and wastes it on prostitutes and drink. 
he's lost, far, far away from home. But he gets back home and receives the forgiveness of his father. And suddenly we realise there's someone else in this story who never left home, but is equally lost. And it's his elder brother. When the father forgives the younger son and welcomes him back with the mother of all parties, the older brother becomes bitter and won't go into the house. He complains, you never had a party for me, what about me? It's so unfair. And yes, even way back in the Old Testament, we find similar stories. For example, the story of Jonah. Jonah is told, told to go to Nineveh and announce to them that God is going to destroy Nineveh because of their great immorality. Then following some aquatic adventures, Jonah gets to Nineveh and tells them all, you're all gonna die, your city is history. And then he goes off up a hill to watch the disaster as it happens. It's going to be a great display. It's gonna be like a firework display in reverse with God sending down fire and brimstone to destroy the city, just like Sodom and Gomorrah. It's gonna be great. But God doesn't destroy this city. The people of Nineveh decide that Jonah was right and they want to put things right. They want a new start and God forgives them. And Jonah's not very happy about that. And he says, Jonah chapter four, Lord, I knew you wouldn't do it. I knew you were a loving God. That's why I tried to run away. You brought me all this way to tell them and now you're just going to forgive them? Well, how do you think that makes me look? Why don't you just let me die? Or words to that effect. This magnificent, breathtakingly unfair grace is unique among world philosophies and systems of belief because God wants all people to come back to him. That's grace. And so God said to the laborers who worked all day long in the field, everything I promised you is yours. I will not hold back anything. But isn't it up to me to decide how to pay these other workers? And God said to the elder brother who stayed at home, son, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. You will have everything I promised. But we had to celebrate, for this brother of yours was lost and is found. He was dead and is now alive. And God said to Jonah, Jonah, Nineveh is a great city of 120,000 people. What is it to you if I decide to show mercy? What right do you have to be angry? There may be people in heaven that will surprise us. And there may be people who are not in heaven, which may also surprise us.